Hello everybody and welcome back to Going the Distance with Nico Docs. I'm your host Roxanne aka Rock Sizzle and I'm joined by my handsome husband and co-host Nikolai Rowe. We are in the house. <laughs> you sound almost like you're saying something. I'm drunk. On love. Yeah, on love. Going the Distance is a space where we share our personal story and the ins and outs of long distance dating. Long distance dating is certainly what we did. Last episode, we, the girls finally, finally, finally. after years, <laughs> literally, after years, long distance, my girls finally made it to the States. They got in safely, they had a lovely home to walk into. Mm-hmm. We got married. That was amazing. What else happened? Yaz got into a good school. Yaz started school. Mm-hmm. We started our paperwork, but then we realized we had another roadblock with our attorney, and we fired her her. ass. Oh my gosh, we did. (laughs) We did, and I'm so thankful that we were able to finally do that. I'm sure. All of you that have been listening and following the story from day one know that it was high time. Yo, we I cut think that cord, eh? We had to. Did we ever uh, call the board and try to file a claim? Yes, we made the phone call. I did a lot of inquiry. I took it upon myself as a, as my personal mission to bring her to what justice. I mean, I never followed through, though, so therefore... Yeah, justice wasn't served. It wasn't, and it's not too late, though. The only reason we put a, a sock in it, or that's what... Is that the phrase? Putting a sock I in it? I think it's too late. Well, I like, think put you a span have a year. No, you don't. You have, like, 10 years. I don't think that's You have 10 good. years. She's I feel like I can... So. No. <laughs> um, but we had paused that whole thought and action because we were still not in possession of a green card so i don't think we wanted to i don't know change focus or risk what we were busy with at the time so we probably decided that we, we were took gonna... the high road actually did we? i think you had a friend that you were ranting and yes. venting to and they were like yeah. you know what just be the bigger person don't do that count your blessings okay. you're here now i'm surprised you remember that you yes. said that and hmm. so but that's not, not why really I stopped. my style but i think it's actually <laughs> <laughs> it served us it did serve us well but i still feel like if it were up to us it wasn't so much that we wanted justice to be served it was mainly because i really don't believe anybody should go through what we went through that's true and she should not be practicing law period because you do not offer what you promise to offer your clients. Well, at least you not in this field. Or you need to counsel. re-educate yourself. Or that. Yeah. Anyways, that was in the previous episode. And so now... We finally... We fired were able, her. We were able to get a new attorney, a new law firm on retainer. Through another recommendation, but this yeah, recommendation absolutely. was... On point. Much better than the last. Yeah. They pretty much got to work immediately. I had spoken to them before we signed the contract to have them on detainer. But 
as soon as those documents were signed, they got straight to it. And they were obviously going to pick up sort of where Katie left off. And that was actually go ahead and file for the adjustment of status. Mm. That's where we were in our process. So while they were starting kind of picking up where Katie left off, we were waiting for Katie to pay back. Yeah, we had, paid, we had paid her the money to submit the documents. Then she wanted to hold on to that and not give it back to us after yes. we already decided that she was no longer going to represent us. Mm -hmm. Then she wouldn't release our documents that she had, which is our documents. Mm -hmm. By uh -huh. law, they have to release that to us information to us, those forms. It's ours. Still waiting on those. Yeah, she... I mean, she didn't do anything that we didn't expect. But let's not beat a dead horse. Yeah. Let's beat it. <laughs> <laughs> but we got rid of her and we found some amazing, well-equipped attorneys. And you want to know something crazy? What a blessing these attorneys are and how thorough they are. Yeah. Because... One of the craziest things that happened in this whole process, especially with having their girls make it here safely. So, by the grace of God, remember when we told you that Roxy had uh, a dun -da -dun moment and she opened up the sealed envelope that said, do not touch, do not open, completely confidential. Remember that piece? Mm. And we we threw it up to the Lord and we said, he sent us uh, a blessing because those documents revealed that everything was expired, expired and we had to... Have the medical exam done again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So she would have showed up to the... Homeland Security. The Homeland Security, and they would have turned Customs. away or sent her right, right back home. <laughs> so now, by the grace of God, we have... they, made, they made it through customs, right? When they yeah. came into the state, they made it through customs, no problem. They didn't even harass, they didn't harass you no. at all, right? Everything was fine. Everything, no problem. Smooth. So now... We have this very articulate, very thorough, very proficient yeah. attorney. And they're going through all the documents that we have given them that we have so that they can file on our behalf. And they're just asking us, making sure we have all the documents. And they ask for an unabridged birth certificate. Unabridged. Unabridged. That's, is that what it's called? Yes. Well, they had, they could see that I had a birth certificate and they could see that Yasmin had one too. But the unabridged birth certificate, for those who don't know, is just a birth certificate that have, that has your, that has either one or both of your parents' names on. And those birth certificates were only sort of a staple or there was, only, the law was only passed for children to have that after Yasmin was born. The only reason she has one is because when we applied for her passport, that was what she needed to have. So she was good. But here in the States or America, it is required 
that you have the... Do you have one? Um, I'm not sure. But I guess for you, it was required. That was a requirement. That's what the attorney said, that it was a requirement. Requ- requirement to have the unabridged birth certificate. So I needed one. The same one that Yasmin had, I needed. And when I was born, those were not the ones that were given out. So what made no sense was the fact that we had been to a visa interview at the U.S. consulate and no one flagged it there. I know. And, but they said that they believe that it slipped through the tapes because that's something that they... Slipped through the cracks. Yeah. Slipped through the cracks because that's something that they should have had, that you should have had coming into the States. That... That's that they could have flagged it then, yeah, and turned turned it around. I just don't think everybody follows the same memo, even though it's immigration. Could you imagine? It makes could no you sense. imagine going through all that and then getting to the to the gates and they said, "Where's your, where are you? Where's your that would be unabridged- dumb." Birth certificate. That would be dumb. It you, would be dumb, but what, like, there's nothing you can do ooh, about it. Shame for whoever would be there dealing with me. I feel sorry for them. Right. But nonetheless, it slipped through the cracks. She got here. And so in my opinion, you know, trying to expedite things, just want this to be done already. My theory was like, if it already slipped through the cracks to get you here, don't you think it would be fine... Oh, just to submit not. that for for the green card process, and they they strongly were advised adamant, against adamant it about it, yeah, because of the fact that they already had a South African client who was in the same position that I was in, who got the status or the adjustment of status declined, just because of the document, the birth certificate. It's not like the one you're given at birth is, I mean, insufficient. But it, it also is that it's it's not sufficient. Like It's like a catch-22. Right. You have one, but it's not the one that they want you to have. So they basically so, were like, you got lucky the first time around. We're not going to risk it again. this second go-around. Yeah. We got to get the unabridged birth certificate. So, so let's yeah. talk about that. Unfortunately, that was the beginning of a little bit of another nightmare in a sense because just another roadblock I mean (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how many more but yeah let me not ask the universe I I didn't mean that it was slightly not even slightly it was it felt like a little bit of a nightmare because how I had to go about it was just make sure that there was an affidavit signed from me in the U.S., giving my mother permission in South Africa to apply for this new birth certificate on my behalf. However, you, it just, it makes no sense in certain instances, because what if you don't have a relationship with both of your parents? How do you get the other parent to sign that they are okay with, with doing this, this reapplication? So, Long story short, you have to get your dad's signature. They wanted it, but I I let them know that I mean, my dad and I are not in communication like that. So, Mm. having to like hunt him down to get that would have just been another long story. So, after knocking on so many doors just to get my letter giving my mother permission 
it needed to be stamped by a what do you call it a, a, a pub public a notarier notary 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 republic notary, notary public? republic yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we we making that up no it's it's a notary republic notary or public yeah. no notary it's just like notary something okay that person in <laughs> south africa it's very straightforward we just take whatever we need signed to the police station and they stamp it and bob is your uncle you have the confirmation that you need from an authoritative figure in the states it does not work like that so i went to one or two police stations i went to the courthouse i got so annoyed with explaining what i needed even though i had the document that says what i need and i verbalized what i need it just became really monotonous having to explain myself and no one knew what i was talking about or who was supposed to help me so from the police station they sent me to the courthouse from the courthouse they sent me back from the courthouse i think they may may have told me somewhere else someone else to call that's in downtown LA that was a hot mess my mother who's in south africa eventually tells me who i can get it from in the united states this individual called a notary and the, what what and we found i mean there's a bunch of them and then around. there was one around the corner yeah. after i'd been to four different places and gotten really frustrated eventually we find the one around the corner and this woman literally wants to charge me $50 per page for her to sign it for her to give me the stamp and it it came out to like four or five pages that needed to be um authorized which makes no sense because how can you be paying over $200 just for someone to authorize your document that your mother has to go and apply for a birth certificate it just seemed dodgy mm. in my opinion long story short eventually we find out that the south african consulate in los angeles can authorize it for me was i not ecstatic on that day when i walked into the consulate and i oh, just gave them my my form and Did you feel like you were at home? I felt like I was walking through those doors. I felt like those angels singing in the background <laughs> just like that that moment, man. You know what I'm talking about. I heard my accent. I was greeted with friendly faces. They took my letter. They compiled it with their document and basically authorized everything free of charge. And yeah, that's the pack I sent home or I had scanned and sent to my mother. She goes and she applies or yeah applies for this new birth certificate for me and then that's another how many weeks if you're in South Africa you wait about 6 to 8 weeks if I'm not mistaken they, We didn't have didn't, another 6 to 8 weeks to did, wait Didn't they say that it was going to Yeah we did have I didn't You didn't No anybody got time for that I But it, they said it was going to take like up to like four months didn't they or no. three three to four weeks no not three to four six weeks. weeks and you expedited it no it takes about eight weeks so that's what i said two months okay well yeah two months and then but didn't you expedite it yes i eventually found a business online that could expedite it once you already submit your application pay them an extra fee of course to do what they do and we got it within four weeks 
So it wasn't too long of a wait. But as you all can imagine, it does seem like one thing after the other and you just want to get the process done with. And for me, I mean, schedule's back to normal for me. So yeah, I don't... Fine. You happy because really we're here. I don't feel I'm happy you guys are here. Which is nice. How but... was how was that mental process for you? I mean, you got you're in a new place now. You're dealing with all this. I mean, I know work is a huge part of your identity. I would. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. And that's accurate. We arrived in November, and I didn't have any sort of pressure on myself to work. I feel like. I may have been okay with the six-month mm. adjustment period settling in, making the house a home, yes, being in school, us being married. So I'd given myself about six months. But by this point, we're nearing on seven. So the clock is ticking in my mind. And my mental process was just really being tested at that point because when we came into this roadblock mm-hmm. and I was doing the door-to-door situation trying to find someone to help me and I kept on being met with people who couldn't understand what I needed and weren't able to help me in their capacity I was really frustrated I actually I may have felt like just packing up and going back at this point I did I felt like no one was on my team that's Mm. how I felt and it's not like you could have done anything differently or or helped but it so, wasn't it wasn't a fun time. So how was all. it for you emotionally with the lack of work? Because like as far as financially, we we weren't we weren't struggling. We were we were fine. We weren't like pressed for you to work. So it was really uh, more of a internal thing for you. How was like I missed it. I missed it because I love working. I love what I do and being in front of the camera or DJing, whether it's modeling or acting or DJing or just creating, having the luxury to create even in between shoots with my friends who are also creatives. That was, there was a big piece missing. That's what it felt like. And it's not like you can just fill that with other things because you can be so happy in your relationship and in your life. But there are certain aspects that just can't be filled with things. And, and that would be the, the feeling of being on set and creating, whether it's television or print. The feeling of being able to play to an audience. And if not play to an audience, being able to go to school and just use this my my dj school studio if i didn't have gigs but i would have that space to practice and i didn't have that so it just felt like something was missing and mm-hmm. obviously we know what those something was so yeah and then so finally uh we were able to after four weeks we got the unabridged birth certificate yeah we got a scan we sent them the scan the stack, uh, yeah, scanned copy. Oh, you only really need the, all your official or your original documents when you do your visa interview. So this enabled them to actually go ahead and submit Submitted. for us. Mm-hmm. And this is about July, and August. DHL to have 
it mailed to us? Or yep. did somebody mom, that was coming to the States No, my mother. Um, she, I'm pretty sure my mother sent it via DHL. But this brings us to about August when we are able to actually file. And now it's another waiting game because there's obviously a system that the consulate has. And it's not like as soon as they get your your application and your pack of info that you get seen to you. There's a list of people that are obviously in the line before you. But I mean, at this time, there was there was a bit of an exhale, um, a bit of. Yeah, well, nothing. There was nothing else that we could do. We can do at this but point. But wait. And we did feel that we were in good care mm-hmm. with these attorneys, that For sure. they did have our best interest. It was just the inconvenience of having to get the do- document. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we finally got it and we knew that, we had, I mean, they were super thorough. They sent us a email basically explaining next steps yeah. and what to expect Spe- and documents that oh. we need to... Documents that we needed to start collecting. Yeah, compile our documents. This is take... way before we even have an interview date. Right. Like, that's how thorough they are. Or they were. Yeah. Uh, compiling documents to show proof of our relationship or our union. And... The questions were a little bit much, though, in my opinion. Do you remember them? It's like a list of about 50-plus questions that you... That I, I wasn't stressed about it, but I felt like we needed to sit and go over them. That's how I felt. Really well, because them. the questions are so so basic, but it's things that you, like, if you live with somebody, you probably don't even think about these type of things. And, like, some of the questions would be, like, what side of the counter does his toothbrush go or you know where is your laundry held or where is your linens what cabinet is your linens held what What's side the of the bed yeah. do yeah. you sleep on what day does the garbage what do you call them garbage? the garbage man yeah, well, the, <laughs> the what day of the week does the garbage man come? And there was, I mean, there was a whole list. There was a lot. Um, maybe. That's why I said over 50. Yeah, maybe another episode we can talk just specifically about. There are some people that have actually asked about the type of question, so we could, those questions. We could cover that. If we, are we allowed to? Is it like confidential? I think so. We better. Double check. <laughs> you don't want to get into trouble? <laughs> yeah. Giving them the tea before they get But you it. know, we just wanted to be overprepared. Totally. With the lack of preparation that we've had previously, we just wanted to make sure we overprepared. So yeah. we did discuss the questions. We we went over them. We Just because, you know, when you're in a an interview, you want... I mean, one, you're nervous. I mean, this is like your whole livelihood that is... It's banking on, on somebody to say yes, yes or I no. Be- yes, I believe you guys. Yeah. And so we just wanted to be overprepared and we started getting all our documents, pictures, just anything to show proof that this wasn't uh, a fraudulent act. And then it was, you know, back to 
a regular regular schedule. Yaz was still in school. Um, no, work. she wasn't in school during that time. She no, was on summer break. She just got back to school, but she was on summer break. Mm. Okay. So, the like the new school year basically started for. Well, we took some trips. We went up to Sacramento. We went up to Sacramento. Yeah. And then, finally, we get a, a letter in the mail saying that we have an interview date. And the crazy thing is, was that it, the interview date was exactly 12 months after we arrived. Mm. So to me, on, on, in yeah, my mind, I'm like, what? It must mean something, you know, like, <laughs> what was I saying? It's like, it's a sign from God, etc. Or maybe they just have it noted in the little system when you arrive in the United States that this is when you checked in, when you came through these gates. And this is the type of visa that you come in on or that you came in on. So by this date, you should either have your documents and be allowed to stay or not and have to leave. Mm. There must be some type of system like that. I don't know. But it was 12 months later. We finally get our interview. How was your... Um, how were you feeling on the day? Because it was all three of us that had to be at the interview, Yasmin included. And they were going to ask us some questions too. Yeah, the day of... I was super excited. I was nervous. I'm I'm I a worry. Nervous. I get I get nervous for... For anything. It's a <laughs> little bit ridiculous. I'm working on bit. it. I'm working on it. I know. But I, uh, I'm i just excited that it's, I mean, it's finally here. I, knew, I know the pressure you were feeling of not being able to work or just, uh, just missing getting back out there and just having, just having the opportunity to work. I feel like you, I, you were yeah. at a stalemate and just to know that you were going to be able to get back out there and and that this was bringing us that much closer that was a nice relief for me and then i guess just the the nerves of the unexpected are we going to get you know an interviewer nice that's you know that's super kind. anal and just like really trying to dig to see if this is fraudulent yeah. or if it was somebody that was going to take it at face value and see the relationship that we have was authentic. We prayed about it, of course. And we even prayed for the individual that was going to. Yeah. You know, people are. That was going to. I mean, you're humans. Who knows? You. You could be having times, a bad day. Yeah, exactly. You could have had a or she could have had a bad day, got up that morning, had a horrible fight with their spouse. And they come into that office and spew all that <laughs> negative energy onto us. So, you know, it was important for us to pray that we had somebody that was in positive spirits, that was, <laughs> you know, in the right frame of mind. How did, what did you think of him? I like the fact that he was a Mexican. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Super nice. I was like, yay. Really nice. <laughs> Mexicano. And... <laughs> We had to wait a little. We had a nice lunch. The food in there was really good. Mm, at the 
At the consulate. Yeah, right? at the consulate. Was it? Yes. Yeah, they had the buffet. They had the whole spread. They oh had the yeah, cafe. it's a pretty big building. But we but thought we were just gonna because we had a scheduled time. time. So when we got there, mm. we thought we were gonna be able to just go in. There's a whole process. But it, I think we had a good hour, and hour a hour and a half to wait. So we grabbed some lunch and then we came back and they finally called us in. And I honestly was expecting it to be more than it was. I mean, we prepared for the worst and luckily we got something that was the complete opposite of that. They didn't talk to me much. I mean, I was there present with them. Um, I feel like a lot of the questions were directed to um, my stepdaughter, Yaz, mm. uh, which is, I mean, at this time, she's 11. And I mean, I think, I, I mean, I don't know for those of you who have kids, the the level of things that you have them remember, but they were asking her for my phone number, Roxy's phone number, the street address. Our address in Cape Town. And that's not something that she knew organically. Like we taught her, taught that. her that for this specific reason, mm-hmm. thinking, you know, anticipating that being a question that, you know, they would ask. But that's not something that we... I mean, I guess it's good. It doesn't hurt to know. Those, it's important to know um, those numbers, but I don't think it's important to know those. No, it's very and important, but I don't think it was something that she had known. Maybe the phone. Well, I she, know she knew, knew my number because I remember she called me from school. Yeah, but she knew all the info in Cape Town. Like I told her that when she was really in the first grade, that was one of the first things. So, like myself, a number, a grandmother's number, a dad's, and street address. Mm. So, it's definitely good to know. But besides that, what else was she, she asked? Do you remember? The, he was very conversational. Uh, he was asking her about her birthday. Um, just her experience in, in the state so far. Mm. He was really nice. And then the, the same thing. With me, he asked me, you know, my wife's birthday, Yaz's oh, birthday, yes. you know, yeah. where we got married. Just validating questions. But then you were the one who explained how we met. I didn't do that. But I, that wasn't a question. I came out, did I you? almost did a, not a, I kind of did a speech. Like initially <laughs> I came out and I basically said, hey, look, I understand this process. Ooh, but know. I just want you to know that you know, laying it down. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. It I was right at the beginning. Right at the beginning, I had prepared it. I can't. <laughs> I don't remember what I said now, but I remember I was nervous because I didn't want to fumble my fumble my lines. But I had something prepared for him just to basically Paint validate our love and our union prior to him. Asking the questions is basically what I did. Okay. And and we passed, but there was something that. No, happened. we didn't get told then that we passed. I know, but there was. But he was super nice. He said something like, "Why did this take so long?" He made it seem like yes, it was could it have, been, have done been done so easier. And then he even gave us 
the he had even made the comment that we never needed to go through an attorney. He had even said that to us. Oh, he did say that. And at the end of the interview, it's not like he gives you a yes or a no, but it's the we'll let you know type of um, speech. But then... But he did mention something about like, oh, it should take like three weeks or something. No, he said it could be two more months after the fact. I think he said three weeks. Because... No, it came sooner, but he didn't say that because I was shocked at him giving us a timeline that it could take even longer just to hear back. And if we don't hear back within a certain period of time, we can call to like follow up or something. But that threw me off. The fact that he, I'm pretty sure he said either two months or three months, we would know. Anyways, a few weeks later, we get the approval in the mail. Ooh, happy days. Happy, happy days. Permanent residency. Yo. It's almost pew, like... Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Yo, those are fireworks. Explosion. Oh, okay. Thank you. I see them. <laughs> Yo, I was not... Um, I wasn't expecting it to come so soon. And we finally got that letter. That letter. I feel like framing it. Was it, it before came, or after the new year? It came just before the new year. So like mid-December. And our interview was in November. So it was within a month that we got that approval. And that basically just gave me the fire inside that I needed to get out there. And we celebrated. We went to Big Bear, family <laughs> vacation. We went into the new year feeling good. Yeah. 2020 was going to be. We're going to turn good, up. We was going to turn, turn up. up 2020. 2020, <laughs> 2020 to, vision. 2020 vision. <laughs> we went to Big Bear, went into the new year with our close family and friends. And, you know, sky's the limit to what. Not even the sky. Like the atmosphere. At, like atmospheric <laughs> spaces. Of there was what, no limits now. Of what twenty twenty had in store. And the start of twenty twenty was great. We within a month you were signed by our signed agency. By agency. Mm-hmm. Well, before we did all that, I had to make sure that I got a social security number, which I never thought was completely separate to a green card. I don't know how many people know that. It's two different things. But you have to have the green, the green card before you apply for the social security. And that's actually what allows you to work. Because that's what they ask you for. Correct. Right. And did that take a long time to come? The it took a few weeks. The social security card. But by January, I had it. Because okay. I was like, opet in Afrikaans, we say opet. Say opet. 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 No, opet. just opet. Opet. Yeah. Opet. Like on top of things. Yes, opet. Yeah, just like that. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> once we had that social, I was like... Hit I the was... ground running. Oh, I couldn't keep her in the house. Oh my gosh. Long enough. She was out just in the streets. Oh. Grinding. Okay. <laughs> but I... I got her signed. 
Uh, well, I didn't get her. So I was I, just I, gonna say. No. I gave her. <laughs> I introduced her. I made the introduction. And I thank to you. my agency. And I and thank you. And they I thank them. Welcomed her with open arms. Thank you to them. And the DJ gigs were just flowing like a water. The audition, like auditions a too. You were all going yeah. out auditioning. I think it was from zero to like three, four castings a week, maybe. She was illuminating, just oh. like, oh, I, I'm casting again. Casting. I'm casting. Okay. Get my little fits on. <laughs> I left the cast, which I hated. What? Casting. Oh yeah, he does hate I don't it. Like it. But you, I, I love it. I love the cost, and I'm ready. I and was. We were slaying. Yeah. Oh, couple boards. What? Not everybody knows what couple boards are. Oh, so <laughs> we've always done things individually. Mm. Um, they have a male board for male work, and then a woman board for the women. But then there's a division for couples and families. families. Yeah. If you have children that are aren't camera shy and they enjoy being in front of the camera, a lot of the times commercial work is all chemistry. So why not just cast a family if they look the part? Because obviously they're going to have the chemistry. chemistry. Um, unless your kids hate your parents, <laughs> which is not our case. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they... Brought us on to represent us on the couples board, family board, which is not when you get signed with the agency doesn't necessarily mean you're going to. They have to basically have to be elected, chosen, chosen yeah. for the different boards. boards that they they have representation for. Yeah. So they brought us on to join the couples board, and we were doing some we nice were going castings. Really, really yeah. nice castings mm-hmm. um we had a few callbacks for for some unfortunately we didn't book anything yet but our hopes were high we were getting mm. really great receptions yeah um the feedback from you know the casting directors again up and up up and up yeah, and DJing. then the djing gigs was i feel like i found a little my little community in in LA during this time so not only did I find my small like South African clique my South African friends uh, or at least met South African DJs who are now my friends but also some American DJs who kind of like took me under their wing so I feel like this isn't this is my child this is my family now um, on the social front and these guys have opened up their space and their community to me, which I couldn't be any more thankful and grateful for. It literally aided in that, giving me that energy that I feel like I lost in a sense, to be able to create with them, to be able to throw events with them. Uh, if anything comes up on, on their side, for them to reach out to me and like, you know, pull me or include me, it means and it meant so much to me. So that was, that was all that I wanted, to be honest. And then to be able to play at a venue consistently, not as though I'm a resident DJ, but just consistently enough to where, you know, you're able to meet other clients. So I was 
fortunate enough to be playing at the W Hotel in West Beverly Hills for, I mean, two to three times a month. And that was, that was, that was so dope. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. So this is us like January, February, March. The hit the ground running. Living our lives. Man, everything is on the up and up. We are excited. And my 30th birthday is approaching. It's approaching. The wife's in good spirits. And then <laughs> shots fired. Bang, bang. Oh, my God. COVID-19 hits. And it just shut us down. <laughs> shut us down. It just shut everyone down. So that's where we're going to stop, my dear friends. Next week, we will pick up and um, talk about how we've been, you know, managing the the COVID-19. The stay-at-home order. The stay-at-home order and how it's been affecting our life in a positive and also the negative. We want to thank you so much for tuning in this week on Going the Distance with Nico Rocks. Uh, if you have like, subscribe. If you have what? If you have questions, questions, feedback, feedback, comments. <laughs> yes, I'm losing my words. That's why two minds are better than one. <laughs> questions, feedback. We love responding. And interacting with our uh, listeners. Yes. Uh, you can reach us at Nikolai.roxanne at gmail.com. Yes. Also, share the love. If you've enjoyed our content, please send it to your friends. Bring them into the tribe. Welcome them to the community. Mm -hmm. The more, the merrier. Once again, my name is Nikolai. This is my beautiful wife, Roxanne, a.k.a. Roxizzle. And we's out here. Peace and love. Bye. <laughs>